Rusty and Daniel, we come to this moment with great joy, for indeed this is the day that the Lord has made. The church rejoices today with both of you, with your dear parents, other family members and friends. In my preparation for this, your ordination day as deacons, I must admit I could not help but reflect on my own experience as a transitional deacon. It did not take me long to realize that the ministry of service for which I had been ordained would lead me into the vast fluctuating terrain of people's lives. To serve the people and to get to know them well would mean experiencing the ups and downs of their lives. I recall that it was early on that I recognized that as a deacon, within a short period of time, I could be serving someone who was experiencing the victories of God and immediately after serving someone else in the depth of trial, distress, or struggle. This vast swing in the spectrum of ministry is one that priests and deacons know very well. What I experienced in those early days of my own, my own transitional diaconate was perhaps what we are aware has been referred to theologically as the quote already, end quote, the quote not yet, end quote, of the kingdom of God. The already references the realities of the kingdom of God, which we can experience here and now. We are able to experience this because of what was accomplished by Jesus Christ in his passion, death, and resurrection. For example, the already of the kingdom of God can be experienced in the sacraments as the power of Christ's resurrection opens the sacramental grace that now brings to bear on our lives and on our souls the presence of the kingdom of God. However, as wonderful and as grace-filled as the already of the kingdom of God is, we have not yet experienced the kingdom of God in its fullness. In this earthly life, we remain a pilgrim church, a pilgrim people, and though we live in the kingdom of God, it will not be fully accomplished until Jesus returns in glory. While we experience moments of his kingdom in the already, there is also the pain of the not yet or the future promised realities of the kingdom of God that are not yet fully present. The not yet of the kingdom references the reality of the cross that still casts its shadow over our lives and over our world. These are the struggles and the trials of life that are beyond our control as well as the areas of our hearts that remain in need of God's healing and grace. Though we live in the kingdom of God, 
it will not be fully established until Jesus Christ returns in glory. All of us live in this tension between the already and the not yet of the kingdom of God. But ordained ministers, deacons, priests, and bishops live this tension in an acute way. Daniel and Rusty, as a deacon, you will live this dynamic tension between the already and the not yet of the kingdom of God. As you celebrate baptisms, witness marriage vows, and preach the word of God, you will make the already of the kingdom of God available to the faithful. As you celebrate funerals, visit the sick and the suffering, and minister to people in the brokenness of their lives, you will long with them for the fulfillment of the kingdom of God, where there will be no more death, no more brokenness, no more suffering. Daniel and Rusty, with this ordination, your relationship with the church irrevocably changes and faith responsibilities are entrusted to you. In your ministry as a deacon, you will serve liturgical functions such as proclaiming the gospel at mass, assisting at the altar, and distributing the blood of Christ at communion. During the celebration of Mass, you will also participate in a special way in the praying of the prayers of the faithful, also known as the general intercessions or the universal prayers. The general instruction on the Roman Missal, which governs the celebration of Mass, envisions that whenever possible, these prayers are to be announced by a deacon. In my own thought, there is an important connection between the content of these general intercessions and the ministry of deacons. As you are aware, the order of deacon was first established by the apostles in order to coordinate the distribution of the shared resources of the early church. The deacons, in their interaction and visits with the faithful, would learn their needs, where the not yet of the kingdom of God was painfully felt by the faithful. From this perspective, it made sense that the deacons would come forward as the voice of the people to make specific prayer intentions for the local church, a liturgical role that today remains, when possible, the charge of a deacon. Rusty and Daniel, it would be a holy undertaking to model your life as a deacon on the already and the not yet of the kingdom of God. 
By all means in the sacraments that you will confer, may your celebration of the sacraments be in such a manner that people are joyfully and in a grace-filled way connected with the realities of the kingdom available to us now. As you also deal with the not yet of the kingdom of God, I urge you to pattern your life and your ministry on your liturgical role reflected in the prayers of the faithful. This means, dear brothers, that you must first come to know the needs of people by interaction with them regarding the circumstances of their lives. Ordination as a deacon configures you to Jesus Christ, the servant, and as such calls you most importantly to discover and to serve the needs of the faithful as they struggle under the shadow of the cross. As you meet the people in the parish where you will serve, and as you struggle through the first steps of new ministry, pay attention to what you can learn from those around you. Pay attention to the people you visit so that you can authentically become aware of and develop a connection, yes, with their joy, but even more importantly, with their suffering, with their needs, and with their struggles. To adequately state the needs of the faithful in the prayers of the faithful at Mass, you must be to the best of your ability seeking to discover their needs in your interactions with them. In this regard, do not stand off from the faithful or think yourself above them or even on a pedestal due to ordination. But see your ordination as a responsibility to be a servant, to discover and seek to meet the needs of the faithful, just as Jesus exhorts us to do in our gospel reading today. Secondly, in addition to making the effort to discover and serve the needs of people, it is also necessary that you pray for their needs. As an ordained deacon, you commit yourself to praying for the church and for the people of God whom you serve, particularly in the liturgy of the hours and for the reasons stated in the prayers of the faithful at Mass. Lift up in prayer the needs of those whom you serve. These two aspects of ministry as a deacon are foundational for you. First, to know and to respond to the best of your ability to people's needs through your interaction with them. And second, to unceasingly pray for them. If these two aspects are not 
a foundational part of your efforts in ministry, then your responsibility at the prayers of the faithful will easily become empty words and perhaps empty ritual. I pray, dear brothers, that no aspect of your ministry is ever empty ritual. Pattern your life as a deacon on breaking open the already of the kingdom of God for people in the sacraments and also on knowing and responding to their needs as we deal with the not yet of the kingdom and await with them in the shadow of the cross all that God has so richly promised to us. Never ever forget, Rusty and Daniel, that the word deacon comes to us from the Greek of the New Testament era. Deacon is the Greek word for servant. The liturgy of the church connects these deacon servants with the ancient Hebrew Levites. We heard about the Levites and their dedication to the service of the meeting tent in our first reading. We will also soon hear about them and the connection with deacons again in the ordination prayer. These Levites were noted for not having turned away from the Lord in the incident with the golden calf. The posture of service is the foundation not only of the ministry of deacons, but of all ordained ministry. Daniel and Rusty, this posture of service will position you well, not only for this coming year as transitional deacons, but for the rest of your lives when you are ordained as priest. To our brother deacons present here, I entrust Daniel and Rusty to your friendship and to your tutelage. We all have much to learn from one another, and the time allotted for the transitional deacon experience is short, but valuable. Deacons, I ask you to commit to praying for one another. Your mutual calling and enrichment goes a long way into forming a lifelong habit of ministry. The permanent deacons in our diocese have always eagerly welcomed the transitional deacons into their midst. I sincerely thank our permanent deacons for this, and I look forward to the many ways in which you all will be able to work together and to mutually enrich one another. Dear people of the Diocese of Homo Thibodeau, I ask you also to pray for these soon-to-be deacons. Today, they will make their first irrevocable step towards the life of priesthood, Rusty, to serve as a priest here in the diocese, and Daniel, to eventually be released to serve the needs of our military personnel in the Archdiocese for the Military Services. Pray for them as they conclude their discernment 
and begin the life of following God more closely in ordained ministry. Furthermore, if you attend one of the parishes that these new deacons will be assigned to, I ask you to open the stories of your lives and of your faith to them. Moving into a new parish can be difficult and isolating. The sheer number of new faces and names to learn can be overwhelming. The experience of an afternoon coffee invitation to a home is a welcome respite amidst the whirlwind of changes. These casual moments provide valuable experience to help guide our young deacons and, be, and can become opportunities for deep and long-lasting friendships. Rusty and Daniel, as you live the tension of the already and the not yet of the kingdom of God, here in the litany of the saints today, the church's commitment to praying for and supporting you. Knowing what I have just asked of the deacons and the lay faithful of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, I implore you not to take lightly their desire to help both of you. Give yourselves totally to the experience of your ministry as a deacon and allow it to truly mold who you are and who God is calling you to be. By this, you will become true servants of the wider church, able to voice the needs and the concerns of those whom you serve and be conformed to the heart of Jesus Christ, the servant. With this confidence and support, you will become stronger witnesses to the gospel, and the church will benefit continually from your pastoral work. Make it your true commitment to pray for the universal church, for our diocese, and for all whom you will serve as a deacon. In doing so, you will not only reflect the presence of the kingdom of God, but also assist others in encountering it in the already of the here and now, as well as hoping for the not yet of the kingdom and all that it promises to us in the future. Rusty and Daniel, God bless you and keep you this day and always. Amen.